Hello, New York Giants fans. Welcome back to Everything New York Giants. My name is Adriana. I'm your host. I am also known as New York Giants Fangirl on TikTok and Instagram. So if you are on those channels and you want to know more about the New York Giants, make sure you check out my page. I post there daily all sorts of Giants updates. You can get it all in one place. But I like to do the podcast because we can go a little bit more in depth especially when we're talking about the game. So today we are going to recap the Giants win over the Texans. They are seven and two for the first time since 2008. Very exciting. So what I want to do today is just kind of recap some of the stats and things like that, go through what went wrong and what went right and, you know, what the Giants need to improve upon. So let's start with the offense. Of course, talking about our buddy Daniel Jones. So if you're not on the Jones train, I don't know what you're doing, but it's time to get on. Okay. We've seen enough from this guy. He's got five game winning drives. He's taking the team on his back. He's doing everything he can to win and he's winning. They're seven and two and they have a minimal passing game. And the offense is just focused on the run. That's that's how we're winning games these days. So let's go through a couple stats here. So Jones was 13 for 17 for 197 yards two touchdowns and zero interceptions. Now, I know a lot of people would have liked to see him break 200 yards. He was really close. He would have if he had receivers who could catch the ball. He also would have went 15 for 17 and well over 200 yards. But look, it is what it is. Jones is doing the best that he can. He's making very accurate throws and he's improving week over week. And his rating this week was 153.3, which is the highest this season for any quarterback. So the Jones slander is going to stop because he's doing amazing. Next up, let's talk about uh, Saquon Barkley because you want to talk about someone who's doing amazing. And obviously we need to talk about him. He is now the NFL's leading rusher. After this week, he had 35 rushes for 152 yards and one touchdown. Now Saquon Barkley said after the game that he would like to be a New York giant for life. And I think that he's going to be. I think that after the way that he's played this year, he, like Jones, has taken the team on his back and done everything that he could to get this team to win, and they are winning. And a big part of it is because of Saquon Barkley. So I think he's going to be here long-term. I think he deserves to be a giant long-term. I think that he is doing everything right. He's a leader. He's a captain. He is impressive on the field. He's great off the field. He just is perfect. And, you know, he's been doing a really good job of managing the injuries. And I know that obviously there's not really much that players can do about it, but you know, he dealt with that little bit of a shoulder injury. And I think that during the Seattle game, it was bothering him a little bit, but he didn't want to let the team down. And he knows that he's in a contract year and he's got to stay healthy. And he came back after the bye and he looked like Saquon. He was explosive. He was fast. And, you know, he just did everything that he needed to do. And I think He's going to continue on this path. I'm really excited about his future with the Giants. And I feel the same way about Jones. I really think that these two guys are definitely going to be here next year. And I think they're going to be here for the coming years. And it's exciting to think about in this offense, what they've done so far. And it's only year one that imagine what they could do in the future. Now we're going to get into the passing game, obviously in a minute, but there's, there's something that I still can't quite understand and it's why they're not using Barkley in the passing game. He's reliable, he's efficient. I mean, there was a lot of talk earlier this year that I think across the board everyone thought that we were going to see him more 
in the passing game, and especially when the wide receiver core is what it is, why are we not using him that much? And I don't really know the answer to that. And I'm sure that part of it has to do with the fact that we need him to run the ball, but you want to open up the passing game. Why not get Saquon involved in that? We've seen what Matt Burita can do. We've seen that he's a great running back too. And, you know, why not incorporate him more in the run game so you can free up Saquon for the passing game? I don't know. I think that's something to keep an eye on. And I'm curious to see if that changes in the coming weeks. You know, we're now into the second half of the season. And I think that we're going to see more and we're going to see different looks and, and changes in this offense. But I'm kind of hoping that that's one of them. And something else that I would like to see and someone that I'd like to see more of on the offense is Wondale Robinson. And again, you know, I don't really know what the reason is as to why we're not seeing him as much as we'd like to be. Obviously, he dealt with, you know, the MCL and dealt with a little bit of injuries the last couple of weeks, but he was healthy this week. And, um, you know, he went two for two for 20 yards. So he was used in the rushing game, which didn't go well, but the passing game has been going pretty well for him. So I don't know, something to keep an eye on second half of the season. As the weeks continue, I hope to see more of him. Um, when we talk about the passing game, we have to talk about Darius Slayton, who went three for four for 95 yards and a touchdown. Now, something that I saw on Twitter this morning, and I think it was a good reminder that attitude is a big part of success in anything, but I think especially in the National Football League. And when you look at the post-game pressers from someone like a Slayton versus a Galladay, you can't even compare them. Slayton has been absolutely destroyed by the fan base for the last few years. And it's continued this year. You know, he's had some drops. And like Dable said, he's dealt with some adversity, especially when it comes to the drops. And something else that Dable said that I thought was interesting was, you know, he said Slayton has done a really good job of dealing with the adversity and pushing through it and coming out on the other side. And those are the kinds of guys that he wants here. So Slayton's in a contract year or two. I don't know if that means there's a possibility that we'll see him next year, but I think if he continues to improve every week and he becomes, he has every opportunity to be the number one wide receiver on this team. And it is very possible that he could be that. So I think if he continues on the way that he is, we're going to see a lot more from him and there's the possibility that he could be here next year. So Great game for Slayton. He read the, led the receivers, 95 yards, touchdown. I really like what I'm seeing from him. And I think from my perspective as a fan is it, I felt like it was hard to give up on Slayton, especially this year. He's very likable and he works really hard. And Dable said in his presser with the media today that Jones and Slayton work together during practice and they work together a lot after practice. And I think that says a lot about the types of players that both of them are. Aside from the fact that they're both going into the contract year, I think they're just both really hard workers and they want to do whatever they can, not only to win, but to prove to the Giants and to anyone else out there, whether it's the NFL, other teams, or the fans, that they deserve to be here and they're doing everything that they can to be. So I really appreciate that, especially with someone like Slayton, who has dealt with a lot of BS from a lot of us. Um, I appreciate that about him. And I, I just, I want to see him continue to improve and I'm excited for him. I think that he deserves to have a good year with the Giants and I, I really hope that he keeps it up. So anyway, great game for Slayton. I think we're going to continue to see more of that. 
Now, I briefly mentioned Galladay, and what he said in his post game is that you know the drops are unacceptable. And I think when we talk about guys like Slayton and Galladay, I think you know confidence is a little bit of a factor. Um, I felt going into this game that we were going to see a whole new Kenny Galladay on the field. He said everything right in his post game, and I. I think that he meant it and he felt it, that he wanted to contribute to this team. And I don't know if when he's on the field, he's just in his head and he, you know, it, all he's thinking about is the negativity from the fans and, you know, the NFL and everyone, all, all the people in the media who have been saying bad things, not nice things about him. And, you know, feels like he just has to go out there and prove himself and, and he's overthinking it. But, you know, the first drop, I think it was a catchable ball. I think Jones probably could have placed the ball a little bit better, but I think Galladay could have caught it. The second drop is absolutely unacceptable. You cannot go over two with a ball that was perfectly placed by Jones in your hands. I just, there's no excuse. And I, I mean, obviously he didn't give an excuse, but I, I just think that it's really, a lot of it is in his head and I'm not a psychologist. I don't know how to fix that, but um, you know, Dable said that he, Every week is a different story, but, you know, in the second half, Galladay was benched and we saw Isaiah Hodgins, who was the most recent pickup from the Bills. He went two for two for 41 yards. So his first game with the Giants and he already made an impact. And I think this is the thing that as fans, we've all been looking for from anyone who's been brought into this team and especially someone like Hodgins when the wide receiving core is what it is, when you can step in, in one game and go for two for two for 41 yards, you're already proving that you could be a valuable piece to this offense. So I'm excited about Hodgins. I think he's, we're definitely going to see more of him in the future. You know, Dable didn't rule out that Galladay's benched for the rest of the season and we're never going to see him. I think we might see Galladay, but I think it's really going to depend like Dable says on how they practice. It's all about how they practice during the week. If you have a bad practice, or bad practices, you're not playing. Now, that's why I think with Galladay, part of it is in his head because according to Dable and the media, he has good practices. So I don't know what's happening on game day, but he's got an opportunity this week to prove himself. He's playing his former team on Sunday and he's got an opportunity to show up. And I, I'm sure a lot of people after yesterday, a lot of fans are ready to give up on him. And, and I totally understand Give up on him if you want. I'm going to hold out a little bit of hope this week. I'm going to feel like with what happened with Hodgins, he's going to, you know, try and fix it and do what he can to be a playmaker on the field. And you know what? If he does this week, that's amazing. And if he doesn't, we're probably not going to see him anymore. But I just, I don't want to give up hope. I just, you know, I just want to see him get a touchdown, just make a couple plays, be helpful in this offense, throw Jones a bone, like do something out there. Just make it a little bit easier for Jones to score some points. So I don't know. All right. That's enough about Galladay. Let's go through um, a couple more receivers here. So Tanner Hudson went three for three for 24 yards. I know the offense has obviously been missing Bellinger, as have a lot of us fans. It's very obvious that this offense looks different when he's not in it. But guys like Tanner Hudson, they stepped up. And, you know, that's 
all that we can ask for. So speaking of that, let's talk about Lawrence Cager. This was his second week that he was brought up from the practice squad. He was signed a couple weeks ago after Bellinger went down and he went two for two for nine yards and had the first touchdown of the game. So, you know, we talk a lot about coaching and I think it's really important to mention that the coaching is a huge reason for this. But we need to talk about Joe Shane and Brandon Brown for bringing guys like this in here, like Hodgins and Cager, who immediately upon being on the field, they're making an impact, which is not something that we could say about the past. So I think overall, the coaching staff and Shane and everyone in the front office, for the most part, deserves a lot of credit for this team being seven and two and for the offense and the defense being what it is and keeping us in games and giving us a shot to win. And having us win seven out of nine games for the first time in 14 years. So, you know, overall, it was a decent game for the offense. I would have liked to see more. You know, I would have liked to see Saquon involved more in the passing game and Wandale, who went two for two for 20 yards. But I just, you know, when we look at teams like the Lions, who are what, three and six now, you know, we could say, that the record is what it is. And that's, uh, that's exactly what the team is right. Based on the record, but the lions put up a lot of points. They put up 31 points against the bears and the giants haven't put up 30 points at all this year. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, are saying that, Oh, this should be a blowout on Sunday. We should definitely beat the lions and talent wise. And history-wise of this year, 100% the Giants should beat the Lions. But this offense has got to improve. They can't go into this game thinking they're going to score 21, which is what's been their average points per game. They can't score 21 points and think they're going to beat the Lions. So I really want to see on Sunday – I want to see a better offense. I want to see a little bit more creativity. I really hope that we're going to get Bellinger back. I don't know if we're going to, but if we don't get Bellinger back, this is what our offense is. We're not waiting on any other guys from the injury list. This is who we're working with. So, you know, I want to see more from Kafka on getting these guys involved. You know, he's done a really, really great job of playing to their strengths, but I just, I want to see them turn it up a little bit. and. You know, the Lions defense is not that great. So I think we have a perfect opportunity to really show up and show out and score a lot of points. So let's see if they could do it on Sunday. Let's talk about the defense because this defense is, they deserve a lot of credit. They're not only are they keeping the Giants in games, they're winning games. Or, I mean, everyone is making plays all over the field. Now, I know there was a lot of, a lot of concern going into this game, of course, because we were missing Xavier McKinney for the first time since he's been with the team in, what, three years? He's played probably all of the snaps, and he's a leader on the defense. So, you know, without him, justifiably, there was a lot of concern of what this is going to be. And not only that, on Sunday we found out that Landon Collins was not going to be activated from the practice squad. And I know there was a lot of concern about that. And I questioned it as well, thinking, you know, without Xavier, I felt like they were asking a lot from Julian Love and Dane Belton. And boy, they knew what they were doing. 
because Dane Belton had four tackles, one pass deflection, and a huge interception. And Julian Love had seven tackles and great communication. Even Dable praised his communication throughout the game in his presser today. And I mean, it's really incredible what these guys are doing and how they're stepping up. And I saw a video from the locker room after the game, and I couldn't see who it was that actually said it, but it was one of the players in the middle saying something along the lines of, you know, we play for each other, we play as a team. And this is what we have seen week in and week out, regardless of who's on the field, regardless of who's on the injury list, everyone's making an impact. So the defense in total had 64 tackles, four sacks, six pass deflections, and 12 quarterback hits. Now, obviously, Love and Belton deserve a lot of praise, but we can't talk about this game without talking about Leah Williams and Dexter Lawrence, because these guys stole the show. Leah Williams had nine tackles, one quarterback hit, and half a sack, and Dexter Lawrence had five tackles, one sack, a tackle for loss, a pass deflection, and five quarterback hits. I mean, uh, listen, if I was any quarterback or running back, I would not want to get anywhere near those two because they, the two of them, the way they play with each other, it is incredible. And I, I know that Leah Williams has a big contract and I know, you know, there was some concern about last year and this year going into it that he, you know, was his stats weren't lining up with, you know, what people expected of him, but those are really good stats, but they don't even cover what he did on the field. And the same thing with Dexter. And I know the run defense needs some work. They held Damian Pierce to 94 yards which look under a hundred yards is great. They need to keep improving it, but they just, I mean, the fact that they could get in Mills face, they had 12 quarterback hits. I love this defense. They're fun to watch. It's, it's exciting. You've got guys coming out of left field. Like let's talk about Jason Pinnock who had four tackles, one and a half sacks, a tackle for loss and two quarterback hits. I mean, it's amazing. I just, it is so uh, going into the season, we talked about, you know, the defense definitely being ahead of the offense. And obviously that has been very prevalent this year. There's no denying that, but I don't think we expected the defense to be like this, because this is another level of taking it up a notch every week. Wink is doing whatever the hell he's doing. It's amazing. And he's, him and Kafka and just Dable as a whole, the coaching staff, is bringing out the strengths of these players and basing the defense around it and the offense. And it's a recipe for success. So a couple other guys I want to talk about on defense. Jalen Smith had five tackles and the fumble recovery. So the defense really won the turnover battle this week. They had three turnovers, which is the most they've had all year. So um, just overall, great game by the defense. Fabian Moreau had six tackles, one pass deflection. How about a Dory Jackson who had six, ta six tackles and two pass deflections? Now, 
I know a lot of us were really worried about being him being a punt returner. It was mentioned earlier this week that, you know, he was one of the few who was being a punt returner. He did it in college and he was a really great in college, but he's also had a couple fumbles throughout his career with the Titans. So I know there was some concern there. And of course the injury factor, but we have enough injuries to worry about when someone like a Dory Jackson, who's having the year that he's having being the number one corner on this team, even the thought of him being a punt returner, terrifying to a lot of people, fully understandable. And Dable was asked about that. And he said, you know, I'm putting the people, I'm putting these players in whatever position they need to be in to help us win the game. So if that means Adore needs to be a punt returner, he's going to be a punt returner. I'm glad I'm not the head coach, but luckily for him, it all worked out and they came out of the game without any injuries, which might just be the first time that that's ever happened to the giants in this century. So you know, I don't know if we'll see him back there again next week. We did see Richie James as a punt returner, which I know is horrifying to many people. But I think, you know, this could go back to the Kenny Galladay thing, right? Where this coaching staff is not doing what previous coaching staffs did. They are giving every player an opportunity to show up and redeem themselves. Kenny Galladay and Richie James are two perfect examples. Richie James, you could fumble two punts. You have a good week in practice. You're going to be a punt returner this week. Kenny Galladay drops balls left and right. He hasn't scored a touchdown, but you have a good week in practice. You get the chance to show up this week. Imagine if all of our bosses were like that. This world would be a different place. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, one last guy I want to touch on with the defense is, of course, Thibodeau, who had four tackles. I believe three of them were solo. You know, he's another guy that's improving every week. These rookies have really just stepped up. They have improved. They're getting better every week. And it's just really, it's just really impressive. We have had a lot of draft picks over the last few years. And they have not done or performed on the field to any level of what we're seeing right now. And if you don't give the coaching staff credit for that, I don't know what you're doing, but it's I, the coaching staff is incredible. And, you know, I know that, you know, Dane Bellum was a perfect example going into this. He's been playing really well, but was he playing well enough to step up and make up for the fact that Xavier McKinney couldn't play? And he did. And, you know, it's just, I've said it before, but it's just really fun to watch and it's really exciting. So I want to cover off on special teams. Um, this is how I usually end the pod. And oh, special teams. Let's talk about Gary Brightwell. So he had one kick return for 21 yards. Not bad. I would like to see him return kicks and maybe punts more often. I don't know why he's not really interchangeable for the punt returns and the kick returns, but I I do think that we're going to see more of him in the future, but we have to get the team to, we have to get the other team to kick off more. So, um, you know, good day for Gary Brightwell. Odori Jackson had two returns. Um, for a whole two yards. So look, I don't care if he goes out there and he 
does a fair catch every time. Just hold on to the ball and don't get injured. At this point, those are my only concerns with punt and kickoff returns. Like I don't, that's it. You know, I, I feel confident enough in the offense that they could at least get far enough down the field to have Gano kick a field goal. You know, Graham Gano is perfection. So, you know, I would rather just not worry about the injury thing and the fumble thing because, you know, between Richie James and Adoree Jackson, the fumbles um, are a little more often than any of us would like them to be. So, you know, we'll see how that continues in the future. I am curious to see if they elevate someone like Khalil Pimpleton from the practice squad to be a punt returner. You know, I thought that maybe they were going to do that this week. So the fact that they didn't made me a little concerned, but look, it worked out. Um, There were no fumbles and no injuries. So let's hope it continues on that way for the rest of the season. Um, let's talk about Graham Gano, of course, who is always perfect. He made a 49 yarder and he went three for three on extra points. So he had a hundred percent percentage like he usually does. Mr. Automatic. Perfect. Um, he is the perfect field goal kicker. I just had a forgetfulness moment. Uh, Forgive me for that. But one thing we need to talk about is Jamie Gillen. And you know what? I blame myself for this because what did I do last week? When I talked to Lance Meadow, I said, I feel like the guys, this is hundred percent my fault. I said that I feel like Jamie Gillen has not been getting enough credit and he deserves more credit for being a great punter up until yesterday he was having a really good season and, you know, Lance made a perfect statement that you don't talk about the punters when they're doing well, because that's kind of the expectation. Right. And then you only talk about them when they're doing bad. So after yesterday, we have to talk about Jamie Gillen who had six punts for 242 yards The average was 40. He had one touchback and only one inside the 20. I know it was a little bit windy, but, you know, like Patty Traina said, this is his home field. He's going to have to get used to it and figure out how to work with the wind. Um, But I take full responsibility for that. And I'm sorry, I will not, (laughs) I will not speak that highly of Jamie Gillen unless he is included in the Pro Bowl. So listen, the Giants win another one. They beat the Texans 24-16. They are 7-2 heading into week 10. Um, They are playing the Lions on Sunday, which again, in theory, they should win this. But there's a lot of things that they have to improve upon. We need to see more from the offense next week. We need to see them score 30 points. or Either way, I'd like to see them score 30 points. But, you know, the big factor here is going to be the defense, too, because the Lions have been able to score 30 points or more a lot this year. And that's been against the Eagles defense. That's been against the Bears defense. It's been against a lot of other teams. So our defense has to continue to play the way that it's playing, and it has to step up and they have to be able to stop the run and 
they have to be able to not give up huge plays. So, you know, I, I feel pretty confident. I hope, I hope that we are going to have Aziz back. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think we could have him back for Dallas, but we did have O'Shane Zimenez back yesterday, which definitely was a help. It was noticeable that our pass rush was better than it has been. Um, I, you know, he might've been on a snap count because it was his first week back after a couple weeks out for injury. So I hope to see more of him on Sunday, but you know, we've got, there's some stuff that this needs to prove that this team needs to improve upon, but look, they're seven and two. We've got another victory Monday. We've seen a lot of really good things. And I think, you know, the biggest thing that I take away from this is that I feel like we have a quarterback and that is a huge deal. The biggest, biggest question mark going into this season was, is Daniel Jones the guy? 10 weeks in and you ask me, he's the guy. I know some people are still, you know, I don't know what they're waiting for. They're waiting for him to score 10 touchdowns in one game, but he, he's done everything right. He's been able to play. He's been staying on top of the injuries. I mean, the guy had a freaking taped up ankle and a bleeding hand and he didn't let him let it stop him. I don't think that there's anything that Jones wouldn't do to win a game. Don't you want that in your quarterback? And going into this week, he was ranked in the top half of the NFL in quarterbacks. He was ranked number 16. Now, I know some people are going to be like, oh, that's not that great. But do you know how many TikToks I've seen of people saying that Jones is the top five worst quarterback in the NFL? So I'm just saying we can win with him. And I think that was the biggest, one of the biggest factors with a lot of people is they felt like we can't win games with Jones. And you know what? At this point in the season, you're wrong because he has helped us win seven out of 10 games. And that's pretty damn good. So get on the Jones train. It's rolling. It's going. And, you know, we're going into the Lions game with some more positivity, some good stuff to build upon. And, you know, I feel optimistic about this one, too. So. Thank you guys for listening. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel or subscribe to the podcast. It's called Everything New York Giants on Apple and Spotify. And you can always follow me on Instagram and TikTok at New York Giants Fangirl. Thank you guys for listening.